Welcome to the Hit the Deck Christmas Scrimmage for 2016, or what's left of it anyway. Uh, we are all psyched. It's it's less than a week until Christmas. We are all psyched to give you a fully Christmasized Hit the Deck Scrimmage, myself and James. James, are you in the holly jolly spirit? You betcha, Santa, Mr. American Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if a rhino make. I honestly, it's sad. I should know what noise a rhino makes, being uh, being one. But um, no, I don't. I should look that up. But not now, because okay. now we have deck hockery to talk of. Hawk, deck hockery, deck well, hockery yeah. to talk of. Yes, I'm leaving it in. We're just trying to merge deck hockey and Christmas together. So why not deck hockery? I like mm-hmm. it. Deck hockery and some deck rockery. They like perfect. Which leads into our first mini topic for the evening is uh gary and i have our favorite and least favorite christmas songs albums and musicians and so on and as you know as being a loyal uh, hit the deck fan and thank you for being so that gary ingeniously put a headset in his mask and where he could listen to music to to psych himself up before a game or two as he's getting ready and getting warmed up, it's it's phenomenal. So, just curious, American Rhino, is it good to listen to Christmas music to get psyched up to play deck? And does that get you going like regular hard rock or the stuff that you've mentioned in the past to, to get you going? Well, I got to tell you, a few weeks ago, I actually did try listening to deck um, to deck hockey, listening to deck hockey. Uh, listening to Christmas music before I played deck hockey because tis the season and I do love the season and the music and what have you and I only give myself a month usually or sometimes even less between Thanksgiving and Christmas to enjoy all aspects of Christmas so I try to cram it in as much as I can so um, yeah so a few weeks ago I tried kind of not even warming up directly, but just in the, my pregame routine. Usually I have a set playlist that I listen to. Instead, I listen to Christmas music. And uh, I don't know that it worked that well because I just kind of listened to my regular playlist. But James sent me this uh, scrimmage topic beforehand, and it's a Christmas miracle. I actually prepared for this show, this this, <laughs> uh, this podcast. So um, that's uh, thank you, Santa. So I, I thought about it, and I... I put together my top five Christmas songs that I think are appropriate to psych me up for deck hockey. So I will, uh, I'm going to give you those songs and then I'll give you a little taste. So first off, honorable mention goes to Carol of the Bells by Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, the Night Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al Yankovic, preferably the live version because that has some extra violent lyrics Oh. Uh, that were deemed too, um, let's say, uh, traumatizing for the general public to, to be released on the album version. Yes, Virginia, now Santa Claus is dead. It, it's, if you're not familiar with a great track about how Santa Claus snaps one day and goes postal at the North Pole. and it, it, it's, a, it, it's a fun little Christmas tune, you know, traditional. And then uh, All Alone on Christmas by Darlene Love, which is um, it's not really a a song that that psychs me up to, to, you know, go out and play aggressively. But it's a fun song. It's a song that I can I can 
you know, kind of loosen up to and, and just not, not if I need to cool down a little bit and not be too intense, that that's a good song to listen to. It's also, it's really kind of upbeat and happy considering the lyrics uh, are a little bit depressing. So uh, I, you know, I, I, I really think that's one. Oh, and one other honorable mention, this isn't even really a deck hockey song, but um, uh, Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses. Oh. That's a song that I could see myself like skating to at, at like uh, one of those like rock and skate kind of things in the 80s. Um, I would enjoy <laughs> I, I think I would enjoy that. But Very good uh, so the, the actual list, though, for number five on the countdown is going to be. Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It has like a really kind of driving, you know, rhythm and beat. And it kind of, you know, I'm, I'm making it sound like a house song, which it isn't at all. And, and you know, but the it really, it kind of, it gets me pumped up. Number four, and this may come as a surprise to someone who hasn't heard it. Oh, Come All Ye Faithful by Twisted Sister. If you're not familiar with the Twisted Sister album, it's like basically hard kind of hair metal versions of popular traditional Christmas songs. And Oh, Come All Ye Faithful is set to the tune of We're Not Going to Take It. So it's uh, it's a really hard rocking, you know, traditional religious carol. So I I dig it. Uh, number three is going to be Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, twelve twenty-four by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, it's another one of those really hard-driving, uh, hard-rocking. It's an instrumental, but uh, it, it really gets the blood pumping. Number two is going to be a surprise to anybody who knows me, because this is generally not my genre of music at all. But this particular song I really enjoy. I Won't Be Home for Christmas by Blink-182. I had it on a, or I heard it on a playlist from some website that I frequent that uh, does a Christmas jukebox every year. And I don't know, something about it, it's just, uh, it's it's a lot of fun and it has like a really up-tempo kind of song. So uh, that one, that one, and you know, it, it talks about, beating up carolers uh, so you know that's that's nice um and the number one song on my christmas countdown of christmas music that i can get amped up for a deck hockey game to is father christmas by the kinks I mean that that's talk about aggressive that that's another one that talks about beating up Santa Claus and but the just the guitar riffs and the, just, it's a really hard charging song it's a it's a fun song I dig it man I can definitely get pumped to play deck hockey to those songs Give all the toys to the little rich boys. Excellent top 5 I could definitely vouch for the Kinks and Twisted Sister which I heard Twisted Sister for the first time at your place, so thank you for that. Oh, yeah, sure. A huge treat. Uh, guys from Queens, big Mets fans, it only makes sense that they would make a great Christmas album. And yeah. I, I love that idea that they kept their hard rock, like you said, hair metal style with traditional Christmas songs. It's really cool and definitely 
upbeat. Uh, I'm not familiar with the Blink-182, but I do know that they can get a bit hard and, and get you psyched up. So excellent choices. And Tom Petty, of course, is Tom Petty. So yeah, with the, uh, just with with the Twisted Sister, um, it's actually funny. The first track on the album is uh, like D. Snyder starts recording a really kind of uh, you know, sweet traditional version of have yourself a merry little Christmas. And then like he comes in and interrupts himself in the studio. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? That's not twisted sister. This is twisted sister. And then they start really rocking out. And he's like, Oh yeah, I get it. We never play anything nice and easy. We play things nice and Awesome. So it, it kind of, you know, it's it's definitely tongue in cheek and it sets the tone to tell you, you know, this isn't going to be just uh, the the kind of uh, paycheck Christmas album that most bands release around this time of year. Awesome. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. So for me, I just went a little bit of a, of a different route for uh, my personal favorite Christmas songs and artists and stuff. I just... I stuck with the artists and their albums mm-hmm. as opposed to songs because if I had to choose one song, it would probably be Oh Holy Night, but whose version that's, I don't know, could I go Johnny Mathis? Could I go Luciano Pavarotti, Perry Como? It's really, I, I can't narrow it down, so I'm not going to open up that can of worms. You know who does a really surprisingly good version of that song? Lou Christie. Really? Yes. Mr. Dominic the Donkey and Lazy Mary, huh? No, no, that's Lou Monty. Excuse me. Lou Christie, you might know him as Lightning Lou Christie. Lightning striking. Oh, that Lou my Christie. apologies. Yeah, no, that's okay. It's it's on one of the ultimate Christmas albums, but it's it's really really sweet. Well, you know, really heartfelt and uh, and kind of solemn, and it's it's very well done. That makes sense because Lou Monty's a guy that makes us Italians really embarrassed for ourselves. So, Jiggity my jig. apologies. Oh, holy yes. night. Yeah, yeah. Just it's really... the Savior Jesus. La la la. Sorry. Yeah, all you need is, is is like a mafiosa gun going off in the background for all the uh, the stupid stereotypes that us Italians have to fight against. But thanks a lot. And apologies to Mr. Christie on that. I really. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. we don't know. Dominic the donkey could have been there for the birth of Christ. It was in a stable, you know, in a manger, and uh, and, and there were animals. So Maybe. it's possible. <laughs> Anyhow. So, yeah, it's great that here in New York, 106.7 Light FM plays nothing but Christmas music starting around the week before Thanksgiving. I know that's against Gary's uh, better judgment, but they do. And they go through <laughs> Christmas Day. I uh, don't want to tick you off, American Rhino. No, no, it's fine. However, their selection leaves a lot to be desired. So that kind of Gary and I over the years have talked about some songs that aren't really Christmas songs or what they should be playing, what they shouldn't be playing. They get a hold of a couple songs and play them to death, a couple of artists and play them to death. So there's a plethora of great Christmas music out there and great performers out there. So for me, I narrowed it down to a roster of deck hockey players. So I have starting line, including goalie. And then I got a third line, a second line, and a third line. Fourth line, it could be some subs and stuff because that's bands there. But to give it all up, uh, my starting line is Johnny Mathis, Bing Crosby, and yes, Bing Crosby. That's a real man's name, not Sydney. Derbingle. Frank, that's right. Frank Sinatra. Oh, plus the fact that his granddaughter was on the Starship Enterprise of the next generation. Thank you very much, Miss Tasha Yar. And speaking uh, of, I don't know if it was Denise that – but uh, that said this, that 
caused this, but one of his grandchildren apparently was the reason why he included David Bowie on that Christmas special that he did, which uh, resulted in Little Drummer Boy, Peace on Earth. And in fact, Bing Crosby had no idea who he was. He only included him as a favor to the grandchild. And when David Bowie showed up at the recording session, like they were only going to do Little Drummer Boy, but it seemed pretty dry and boring. So they just kind of whipped up they took a couple hours and they whipped up this peace on earth thing to counterpoint with it and it became a huge hit that's an incredible story i didn't know that there was always something that perplexed me Mm -hmm. because uh yeah it just seemed like but but to david bowie's credit and god rest his soul he's one of many great talents that 2016 has stolen from us this year yeah and the year's not over yet and don't let the door hit you on the uh, on the backside when you leave 2016, with the exception of a couple of good things that happened. For the most part, it stunk. Yeah. So, uh, but David Bowie was such an incredible musician and artist, and he kind of reinvented himself a bunch of times. And that, I think that's a perfect example of the genius that he was. But yeah, to be with the legend like Bing Crosby, and and he sung his guts out and looked nice and clean looking, and no Ziggy Stardust stuff or whatnot. But no. Pretty, pretty magical, and maybe that's just another Christmas miracle. But uh, well done with that, and cool story. Pretty thing, isn't it? Thank you. So sure. getting back to my starting uh, line for the ultimate Christmas artists, I got Johnny Mathis, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra. On defense, I got Perry Como and Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash mainly for my father's sake, but he does have a lot of really great Christmas music. I know some maybe more guys like Johnny Cash more than females, but – Uh, It's really heartfelt, good, original stuff as well. And then in goal, because I'd love to have my American Rhino as always, but for the Christmas uh, version, I got Luciano Pavarotti because he could probably, God rest his soul as well, but he could do a good job in blocking the uh, the net. Yeah, he, he would definitely take up some room. And in all honesty, I mean, he's he's just an amazing, my opinion, the greatest opera singer of all time. It just looked effortless for him and a a marvelous tenor, made it popular and brought it to pop culture and just God rest his soul. He was a genius and he's sorely missed and his Christmas music, especially his versions of there's two versions of uh, of the Ave Maria, Mm -hmm. just rips your heart right out of your, your, your chest. So really stirring, emotional, beautiful, beautiful stuff. From there, my second line, Nat King Cole, man, you can't go wrong with that. Fine, fine gentleman. Andy Williams, of course. Faith Hill, I've been in love with for about 20 years now. <laughs> and uh, on defense, I got Harry Connick Jr., which I know he's very popular with the ladies. And Brian Setzer, too, who's uh, probably more famous for his Stray Cat stuff. But he has three solid, great big band Christmas albums, okay. as Harry Connick Jr. does as well. So definitely check those guys out. The third line, I got Brooke Benton. Maybe he might not be as famous as Nat King Cole, but great Christmas music there. Darley in Love, as Gary mentioned before. Connie Francis, another great one. And for the one-hit wonders, if you will, Hmm. I got Bobby Helms and Brenda Lee. So you got to have Jingle Bell Rock and Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by the originals. And then for the fourth line, it gets a little messy because I got some bands in here. So leading off, I got the Mills Brothers, a great group of guys. Obviously, they were brothers. Amazing harmonies. Heartfelt Christmas music, great stuff. Sal Soul. Now, this is my curveball, like you had with Blink-182. Sal Soul is a disco band, and I hate (laughs) disco. Yeah. I was born in the thick of it, unfortunately, 1978. But 
for some reason, this album is phenomenal, and it's called Christmas Jollies, and if you could pick it up, it's it's great. It stands the test of time, and it's a great-sounding, fun, cool album, especially if you're having a Christmas party. Definitely recommend playing Sal Sol and half of the Beach Boys album. Now, they have five originals on the album, um, like Little St. Nick, The Man with All the Toys, Santa's Beard, Merry Christmas Baby, and Christmas Day. And I then do they not do know fr- Santa's Beard. How is that? I Don't ask me to sing it, please. You're the singer. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking as a song compared to the other Beach Boy Christmas songs. How is it? I think it holds up just as well. All it, right, I'll have to look it up. You're familiar with Little St. Nick, right? Absolutely. Okay, it, it, it's it's... It's great. It, it's good Beach Boys, great harmonies, good. It's what you'd expect from the Beach Boys, and that's a high compliment, I hope. Hope thinks that Santa Claus. Nice. Uh, but their second part of their album, I don't like at all. Like they do We Three Kings and stuff like that. It's really too slow and boring to me. But that's just my opinion. So don't beat me up uh, if, if you disagree, and I apologize. But just be honest here. So that's my fourth line. And then as head coach, I have Percy Faith, who was a uh, a conductor, mm-hmm. and he and Johnny Mathis joined forces for Johnny's album called Merry Christmas, oddly enough. And to me, that Johnny Mathis Christmas album is perfection. It's a, I don't know life without it. I don't want to know life without it. And I love it. And Johnny's still going strong. My family had the benefit of seeing him in concert a couple of years ago. And he sings just as amazingly in his 80s as he did back then in, I believe it was 1957 or thereabouts when that album came out. So just a wonderful man, beautiful music, great arrangements. And to me, Johnny Mathis' Christmas album is perfection in an album. Merry Christmas to you. Of music. Nice. And uh, I also decided to gin up a, a, a quick little list of uh, deck hockey singers, if you will. It's much shorter than yours. It's it's only one full line and an extra skater. And then cool. uh, I have some groups in there as well and, um, and a coach. But since your list included so many of the, the classic Christmas singers – I had to go uh, a little bit deeper on this one. So my list skews a little poppier uh, with, well, maybe poppier isn't isn't the right word. Because if you think pop these days, you think like, I was going to say Britney Spears, but I'm dating myself. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Bruno Mars or something yeah. like that, you know. But when I say pop, I mean pop music from the music that I grew up listening to, which is like oldies. So, <laughs> but it's not, you know, the crooners and the, like the, the yeah. classic kind of singers. So I might as well just jump into it. Starting, uh, starting off is another Johnny who I really like, uh, Johnny Maestro, who, uh, of Johnny Maestro and the Brooklyn Bridge, who... They had some great music on their own, but he also did some Christmas stuff, particularly a song that I, I really, really love uh, called You're My Christmas Present. And um, it, it's it's just a very sweet, romantic kind of song. And it's uh, it gets me right here every time I'm, I'm my fist is kind of bumping against my heart, which is, you know, right here, generally what you do. So but since you can't see me, 
I'm doing that for the benefit of the listener. I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's that's my unnecessary explanation for a phrase that everybody uses and understands. So there you go. Um, <laughs> my second Christmas uh, singer is going to be the one and the only Dion, who uh, did a, a version of Rocking Around the Christmas Tree in his own right, which is pretty fun, and some other Christmas songs, which uh, are also pretty fun so um then there yeah then we have a a pretty abrupt tonal shift to john denver who did uh who i've really come to appreciate a lot in in my old age i'm 36 but uh as i've gotten older i've really come to appreciate him but particularly he has a great christmas album that he did with the muppets so um john denver is on my line then gene autry the cowboy um who was, uh, you know, Here Comes Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, he recorded the classic versions of those. So he's he's definitely, and he's a cowboy. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's he'd be a good deck hockey player. And uh, rounding out the line with Dean Martin. Nice. Uh, that's that's my classic, uh, you know, the, the, the last two are my, my classic singers, I guess. Uh, and in goal, I have Mr. Burl Ives. Excellent. Uh, he's my holly jolly goalie. And, uh, you know, he's another one that could probably take up a good area of the net. Uh, and then as my extra skater, although I don't really envision her getting around very well, but, you know, it's more of a token appointment. Mavis Staples, who um, she's I think she she's known as more of kind of a gospel type singer. But you may know her as the singer of the theme to Christmas Vacation. So uh, she's. She she made the list because that's, you know, one of my favorite things to do for Christmas. In fact, today was my last day of work. Uh, I managed to take off the rest of the calendar year. So uh, a nice little tradition that I have every year on my last day of work before Christmas, I play as I'm walking out the door. I play the Christmas vacation theme, and it's one of the – I kid you not, it's one of the greatest feelings every year. It's one of the things I look most forward to every single year is that moment. So – uh and today I got to walk out and, and look at the Empire State Building all done up in red and green. And the the antenna was in like candy cane striping. And across oh, wow. the street was Bryant Park lit up with the ice skating rink and the tree. And so oh, it was a wonderful time to be alive. And then uh, for, for my groups, my music, I'm sorry, I'm taking so much longer than you did on this, James. And you had four times as many people but whatever um i have uh the chipmunks who i grew up listening to their albums and and their christmas stuff in particular they have like two christmas albums i don't know if you know that the chipmunks have two christmas albums of all things um twisted sister again we we talked about them before but they have a pretty solid christmas album and uh, rounding it out with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, who have a few Christmas albums, or at least two, maybe three. I think they have three at this point. And they have some some really kind of classic Christmas songs that get a lot of play and are very good. So, uh, oh, and my coach is going to be Roy Orbison. Wow, excellent. Cause, very good choice. Um, I mean, you know, just as great of a singer as he was, uh, the song that he did, Pretty Paper, if you're familiar with it, it's such a heartbreaking song. But, you know, it's 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 like, as only Roy Orbison can sing, it really reaches down and strangles your heartstrings. 
Amen to that. Well done. I like that. Very Thank cool. You. Awesome. So now for the other side of things, and this is just, again, this is my opinion. So if you have a problem with it, by all means, let me have it. But I'm going to fight back on this one, okay? Okay, that's fine. So, um, so for game misconducts and lifetime bans in, in my world of Christmas music and singers and songs and stuff, the worst of the worst for me are Barbara Streisand, The Carpenters, and Jose Feliciano. Now, the thing with Feliciano is, okay, yeah, Feliz Navidad, a lot of people love the song. It gets a lot of airtime and play. It's just extremely redundant. And if he wants to wish us a Merry Christmas, wish us a Merry Christmas and move on, please. Thank you. <laughs> he really wants to wish us a Merry Christmas. He wants to so, make sure we get it. No one's stopping you. So please just, just do it. And, From and the Merry bottom Christmas. of his heart, James. <laughs> right. I, I appreciate that. But just, just no one was stopping him. Ah-ha! So anyway, which leads to my worst quote unquote Christmas songs of all time. Police Navidad. Do they know it's Christmas? Now, I am a child of the 80s. I I hope to be anyway. All the things I love mainly were back in the 80s, including my favorite TV show and our favorite team won the World Series and things like that. So the 80s were good to to me anyway. Um, But I just did not like Do They Know It's Christmas, Uh, especially some lyrics. And I love, love, love you too. I love Bono and The Edge. But why they stuck him with that silly lyric? Thank God it's them instead of you. He's a Catholic, as is The Edge, and they've struggled with that, being good Catholics and staying away from all of the pitfalls of fame and fortune and things like that. So I just don't understand how you could thank God for people being in misery but you're not. So to me, it doesn't make sense. I don't think God's like, ah, let them suffer, but you're okay. And you better thank me. I totally get where you're coming from. Although full disclosure, I may or may not have two separate versions of that song on my playlist. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I have it on my iPod too. But it's an entirely fair point. Yeah. And and again, that's mainly because of 106.7 playing it to death. So that's, that's the main thing. Uh, the Christmas Shoes. What, what? That's a silly song. I understand that the, the artist's heart was in the right place. He even mentions Jesus, which, wow, mentioning Jesus during his birth is just mind-boggling. But uh, if it was true that some poor kid was trying to buy a pair of shoes for his dying mother, um, it's uh, – I – as an artist, I think it would have been better to change maybe the garment or something because if you're going to pass away and, and if it was true, God rest her soul and, and God bless this poor boy and stuff like that. But, um, sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please, is not great lyrics. And um, if the poor woman was going to pass away, who gives a blank what she's wearing on her feet? But that's just me again. Favorite things. This isn't even a Christmas song, right? It comes from what? The Sound of Music or something? Yes, The Sound of Music. That is correct. So, okay. Uh, Gary and I talked about this in the past. I don't understand why whiskers on kittens and and snowflakes on lashes would make you feel better after you got attacked by a dog or whatever. James, why do you hate raindrops on roses and packages I, tied up with string? They just they do nothing for me. Uh, I deck hockey makes me happy. So or scoring a goal or blocking a shot for your sake makes me happy. So maybe 
<laughs> that would make it a little bit more uh, understandable. Up slap shots and sliding on concrete. These are a few of my favorite things. That's now you're talking. Now throw in some Christmas references and there you go. <laughs> and then my final Christmas song, quote unquote, which I just cannot listen to. And again, it's mainly because of, of 106.7 playing it to death. Wham's Last Christmas. I'm not a fan of Wham or uh, what's his face, uh, the lead singer there. But um, George Michael. George Michael, thank you. Uh, so I, I never liked their stuff. Again, I'm a child of the 80s, and, and maybe I'm in the minority there, but I stand by that. Again, growing up listening to Van Halen and U2, as an example, as we mentioned before. But Last Christmas, it's it's a, it's, I just, it's a terrible song. It, it's, it's stupid, and uh, I don't blame his boyfriend for breaking his heart the day after Christmas or giving it away, whatever the hell he did. So uh, <laughs> useless trivia time once uh -huh. again. I recently heard on the Purple Stuff podcast that that song, I cannot vouch for the authenticity of this statement, but it, I guess it's on Wikipedia, so it must be true. Um, that song was supposedly written as Last Easter, but what? the uh, record company convinced them to change it to Last Christmas as they deemed it more marketable. And slightly less insulting, too. All right. Thank you. Sure. Uh, yeah, why would that, okay? Maybe their hearts weren't in the right place, but to drag a, a holiday as important and significant as Easter down with something like why would why would you give whatever? Okay, thank you. Christ gave his life for us and our sins. That has nothing to do with some guy and his broken heart. All right, I, I wouldn't even put them in the same universe, quite frankly. Yes, the holiday is very special. <laughs> So, boy, you're coming at it with all the trivia tonight, man. This is great stuff. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and, well, I, I do. Uh, thank you for that, James. I did sure. just I have a couple quick additions to that list. If you'll indulge me. Like I said, I actually prepared for this show. See what happens when I prepare. Does Really? Does anybody want this every single week? Um, so I, I want to add Dan Fogelberg. Ah, with uh, same old Lang Syne. Very good. Uh, which is a detestable song. <laughs> and um, finally, to round out the list, I'm just going to put out a, a, a blanket kind of uh, misconduct for all the little kid songs. Like, uh, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth, uh, Nothing for Christmas. And uh, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, those kind of songs, because like these people pretending to be cute widow kids who can't talk right because I'm a widow kid and I can't talk right because I'm it's just it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Every single one of them. And uh, it, like, yeah, I, I just no, no. If I never hear one of those again, it'll be too soon. So, uh that's my my little uh, you know addendum. Great stuff, and we'd love to hear from you too out there. Whatever your uh, favorites are and least favorites, please let us know. Yeah, man, we, we you know <laughs> what grinds your gears, or you know <laughs> what gets you going. Email us at hitthedeck at gmail dot com or tweet at us at hitthedeckpod. Thank you, sir. So from there, uh, another great Christmas tradition are the specials. 
like Charlie Brown Christmas and, and the year without a Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So uh, just out of curiosity, American Rhino, who do you think the best deck hockey player would be out of those Christmas special characters? And specifically Frosty the Snowman, the Winter Warlock, the Bumble, or my pick, the Snow Miser? I'm going to go – it's a tough call. Um, Frosty, I think, is just too kind of uh, addle-brained, let's say, to be the uh, to, to be an effective deck hockey player. Although he'd probably be good at blocking shots because apparently he's a great belly washer. But um, So he could slide across the ice like nobody's business. Or uh, the ground, I guess, provided it's covered in snow, I assume. But, I mean, the downfall is that, of course, in the warm weather he will melt. And uh, he will not be effective. True. Uh, I think the Bumble's going to be just too big. You know, I mean, he yeah, he's he'd probably make for a, a pretty daunting player being that big. But, you know, he's like 10, 12 feet tall. He's got to be. He's huge, if if not taller. And so he's – I don't think he's, he's going to be able to – you know, to him – Everybody running around on the ground probably looks like ants. He's not really going to be able to join the play effectively. I don't know a lot about the Snow Miser. I've really only seen that special once. And uh, so it, it's, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't speak to the Snow Miser. I will let you tell me about his pros or cons. So I guess of, of the three that I know of that you mentioned, I'm going to have to go with the Winter Warlock. He's, uh, he's, a, he's, he's a wizard. And um, at points, an evil wizard who seems to have full mastery of, you know, the ice and snow. So uh, he, he can he can probably do some stuff. Excellent choice, my friend. Yeah. As for the snow miser, that's from the year without a Santa Claus. Yep. And the only thing worth watching in that whole special and no disrespect to Mickey Rooney is the snow miser. The, the great actor and comedian Dick Sean played the snow miser and he sings a great version of introducing himself to the people of the the special and uh he has friends and he's enthusiastic he's fun to be around for someone who's known as a miser and he loves christmas so he's good pals with santa claus and stuff like that mm. so um but yeah you know what the winter warlock you're right he's uh responsible for making the reindeer fly and making christmas trees have lights and things like that at least according to the special and the rank and bass geniuses that are out there. So, I mean, that's once he turns good, you know, when, once he turns his powers to good and, and stops being evil. When he's evil, he can, like, conjure snowstorms and, you know, yeah. like, crazy stuff. Do crazy that's, stuff. You know, That's right. Make trees, like, grab people. And, exactly. You know, he's, he's like, uh, he, he's a force to be reckoned with is what I'm saying. Excellent point. I was going to mention his goons, Willie Willow and Peter Pine. You know, oh, yes, that's right, that's <laughs> screw with those guys. In his defense, too, he did beat up a little penguin, too. So that was on the right track. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was he tonight for the Rangers? Yeah, that's true, man. We needed the Winter Warlock. So Plus, he created the magic snowball that Santa could see all the kids being good or bad. That's true. And knowing they're awake and sleeping and mm -hmm. such. So great stuff there. So, yeah, it really... Quite frankly, hopefully they could be on the same team, the Warlock and the Miser. Yeah. And you're going to lose if you're going to go up against them. I'm telling you that right now. And they just did 
one could be the goalie and one could be a forward and that's all they need. So that's how good they are. Unless they throw in Peter Pine and Willie Willow. I don't know. You don't but, want to uh, go up against the Snow Miser. He's no. too much. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and if he touches you, you're going to turn to snow. Right. So that's not that's not good. <laughs> so that sums it up for our uh, Christmas scrimmage, and I hope you enjoyed it. And above all, very Merry Christmas from the bottom of our hearts. And we want to wish you a Merry Christmas, so we will. Ah-ha! Merry Christmas, and thank you so much for listening. Feliz Navidad. Sorry. <laughs> uh, from the bottom of our hearts, indeed. Um Yes, thank you. I echo James's sentiment. I don't want to get too sappy because we did that on the Thanksgiving show, but you, our listener, are a gift to us. So you you are our Christmas present. Uh, You're the reason why we keep doing this and why we're able to keep doing this. So thank you. Uh, I sincerely hope you have a fun, blessed Christmas. And, you know, I I hope hope Santa brings you everything that you want. And... um, I guess we'll see you for the next episode of Hit the Deck, uh, hopefully next week. So from James and myself, Merry Christmas. Rats.